Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Comedy podcast. Welcome to episode twenty-three of season four of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Anyone who is a fan of radio or TV knows who Mel Blanc is. One of the best and most famous of impersonators and voice actors of all time, he's most famous for his Porky Pig, Tweety, Bugs Bunny, Yosemite Sam, and countless other beloved cartoon characters. After gaining fame on the Jack Benny program and several other radio shows, he was given his own show, The Mel Blanc Show, in 1946. He played a fictionalized version of himself as a fix-it shop owner, with his assistant Zuki, also voiced by himself. That voice actually eventually became Porky the Pig. His girlfriend Betty Colby was voiced by Mary Jane Croft, her father was voiced by Joseph Kearns, and Hans Conried voiced the president of Mel's Lodge, the Benevolent Order of Loyal Zebras. Unfortunately, the show did not take off with audiences, and only lasted for one season. Now sit back and enjoy the December 3rd, 1946 broadcast of The Mel Blank Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hollywood Colgate Tooth Powder presents The Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Jerry Hausner, Hans Conried, Earl Ross, the sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of The Voice of Bugs Bunny. What's your <laughs> Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you The Mel Blanc Show with Mel playing his new character, Zuki. Hello, everybody, everybody, hello, everybody, everybody, everybody. Hi. <laughs> and starring himself in person, Mal Blank. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga.
winter is late in coming to Mel Blanc's little town, and young lovers are taking advantage of the good weather by occupying lonely park benches. On a bench in one secluded spot of the park, Mary Jones is saying to her boyfriend, Tom, here comes the policeman. You better take your arm down. And in another secluded spot, Shirley Adams is saying to her boyfriend, Bob, here comes the policeman. Better stop kissing me. And in another dimly lit spot where Betty Colby is sitting with her boyfriend, Mel Blank, Betty is saying, Mel, here comes the policeman. Better stop feeding the squirrels. <laughs> well, the evening progressed, time passed, and once again, Betty spoke. Oh, Mel, can't you be more romantic? Oh, I'm sorry, Betty. May I hold your hand? Uh, of course. May I put my arm around you? Uh-huh. May I kiss you? But no. Oh. Uh, pardon me, officer. Do you mind getting up so I can sit next to my girl? <laughs> Thanks. You can kiss me now, Mel. Well? Officer, haven't you got any place to go? <laughs> no, I don't have to check in till 9 o'clock. <laughs> Come on, Betty. Let's walk back to the fix-it shop. What a way to spend an evening. I should have listened to my father and gone out with Mil Willie Murdoch tonight. Oh, Betty, let's not argue now. You look so beautiful tonight. Oh, thanks, darling. Just like the cover girl on this month's hardware journal. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. Miss Pressure Cooker of 1947. <laughs> hey, look, Betty, I'm going to show your father who's better, Willie or me. Tomorrow night, I'm going to really take you out. I'll show you the best time you ever had. That's wonderful, Mel. First, I'll take you to dinner. You'll eat and eat and eat until you'll never be able to look at another Frankfurter. <laughs> so that's your idea of a good time, Mel Blank. No wonder Father likes Willie better. In fact, Father may announce our engagement any day. What? Oh, he can't do that. Betty, wheel a lope. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, no. No, that's terrible. I just remembered his new shotgun. <laughs> Mel, stop worrying. You know Father never shoots anything but blank. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> you are a coward. You just haven't any courage. Well, you're right, Betty. I can't figure it out. I'm such a good actor, and when I act like a tough guy, I'm really tough. Why can't I be like that all the time? Oh, you can't even act tough. Oh, no? Listen to this. Okay, copper. This is it, say. I'm going to let you have it, say. You got a minute to live, say. Officer, why must you keep following us around like this? I just want to be sure this young lady got you home all right. So long, O'Brien. O'Brien, you see, Betty, he thought I was Pat. No, Margaret. <laughs> well, here's your fix-it shop, Mel. I'm going home now. Uh, what about the elopement? Well, listen, Betty, we're eloping at 12 midnight, see? You'll be ready, and I'll bring the gat, see? The gat? Yeah, the stepladder. <laughs> well, so long, Betty, see? So long, Mel. I'll be ready. Okay, Betty, see? Look for me. I'll be waiting for you. Step up and... Oh, hello, Mr. Colby. How are you tonight? Uh, Blank, you were out with my daughter Betty tonight, weren't you? Oh, how did you know, Mr. Colby? As soon as she came home, she went to the kitchen and made herself a sandwich. <laughs> Gosh, no wonder Betty told me to stop feeding those squirrels. I didn't know she was hungry. <laughs> oh, don't 
Listen, you nincompoop. I told you to stay away from my daughter. You don't seem to be getting the idea. Maybe you'll get it better if I mop up the floor with you. Oh, you don't have to do that, Mr. Colby. Oh, you mean you get the idea. No, I mopped up the floor this morning. (laughs) Now, see here, Mel. Just stay away from the house, and that's all. Yes, sir, Mr. Colby. And don't try to call, either. Yes, sir, Mr. Colby. And don't send any letters. Yes, sir, Mr. Colby. And don't keep saying, yes, sir, Mr. Colby! Yes, sir, Mr. Jones. Oh, goodbye! (laughs) Oh, Blank, you have no courage. You're nothing but a jam fish. Jelly's too good for you. (laughs) Why don't you... Why don't you talk up to him? Why don't you say... Listen, Mr. Colby, I'm not afraid of you, see? I'm tougher than you are, see? And I'll... What am I talking about? He's liable to kill me. (laughs) Gosh, I'm afraid to elope tonight. What am I going to do? I know. Ozuki! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want, Mel? Look, Zuki, I'm supposed to elope with Betty at midnight tonight. I want you to go over and tell her I won't be there. Now, now you take the stepladder and you put it up... Uh, this is romantic. Just like uh, Romeo and Julie Lee and Lee and Lee and Lee and Lee. <laughs> Hamlet. <laughs> and, and, and now I'll put the ladder up against the house and I'll let uh, you climb up. Uh, yeah, gosh, it's dark. And now I'll, I'll open the window. Mel, darling, you're here. Kiss me. <laughs> Zuki, it's you. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but thanks anyway. Where's Mel? Well, he, he said to tell you he can't, 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 can't come. That's it. <laughs> but why? Betty, what's going on up there? Oh, it's father. Zuki, is that you? In the knee, in the knee, in the knee, yeah. <laughs> What are you doing up on that ladder? Oh, I'm, I'm uh, uh, painting the house. <laughs> Get down here this minute. Zuki, <laughs> did Mel Blank send you here? Well, yeah, he, he was supposed to elope with uh, Betty, but uh, he, he was afraid to come. Ah, so that's it. You tell him if I ever see him around here again, I'll break every bone in his body. Oh, okay, Mr. Colby. Gee, uh, uh, poor Mel. For five years, he's been wanting to marry Betty. He'll never get me a meat ma He'll never get me meat ma Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Use Colgate to powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate to powder. The ship of love becomes a wreck when a breath of trouble climbs on deck. Yes, that little breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, is fatal to romance. That's why it's so important to use Colgate tooth powder regularly. You see, anyone can be the victim of unpleasing breath. So follow this rule. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate tooth powder. For Colgate tooth powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate tooth powder. 
Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Now, Victor Miller, the sportsman, and Old Buttermilk Sky. Old Buttermilk Sky, I'm keeping my eye peeled on you. What's the good word tonight? Are you gonna be mellow tonight? Old Buttermilk Sky, can't you see my little donkey and me? We're as happy as a Christmas tree, heading for the one I love. I'm gonna pop with a question, that question. Do you, darling, do you do? It'll be easy, so easy. If I can only bank on you, old buttermilk sky. I'm telling you why, now you know. Keep it in mind tonight. Keep a brushing those clouds from sight. Old buttermilk sky. Don't you fail me when I'm needing you most. Hang a moon above her hitching popos. Hitch me to the one I love. I'm gonna hitch me to the one I frightened to elope with his girl, Betty, last night, so he sent his assistant, Zookie, over in his place. Betty's father, Mr. Colby, caught Zookie, and now Mel really is in trouble. But the wonderful thing about Mel is that no matter how trouble piles up on him, he can always concentrate on his work in the fix-it shop. Right now, his clear-thinking brain and nimble fingers are meticulously probing at the inner workings of a Swiss timepiece. Gosh, I, I wonder why I haven't heard from Betty. She must hate me. Swiftly, with experienced fingers, he finds the root of the trouble. If I only had enough courage, I'd go to Betty's father, and I'd... Now he gently taps into place the delicate movement of this precision watch. (laughs) Ah, now it's working fine. Let's see now, what else was I... Uh Uh-oh, it's that lady killer, Willie Murdoch, the new manager of Mr. Colby's market. (laughs) Uh, Hi there, Blank. I just came by to tell you that Mr. Colby says he's going to break every bone in your body if you come near the house. Oh, yeah? Hello, Mel Blank's Fix-It Shop. You bend it, we mend it. Mel Blank, you coward. But, but... Father has me locked in the house, and if you don't come here at midnight tonight to get me out, I'll never talk to you again. But, but... You better be there. Goodbye. But, but... Who was that? But bet. <laughs> oh, Betty. Well, I gotta go now, Blank. And remember, stay away from that house. Listen, Murdoch. 
I'm not afraid of Colby, see? Tell him I'm getting tough, see? Tell him what I sound like, see? Say, say, say. What do I sound like, say? Like a Mexican saying yes. <laughs> well, here comes Mr. Cushing, your lodge president. So long. So long. Hello, Mel. Greetings, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Well, how are things at your house? Wonderful, Mel, wonderful. Nothing like home life. I got the sweetest, most charming little woman in the world. Mr. Cushing, I never heard you talk like that about your wife. What wife? I just got a new maid. <laughs> what a change it's brought, Mel. The three of us working together hand in hand. Hand in hand? Yes, my wife gave me the back of her hand, but she found my hand in the maid's hand. <laughs> <laughs> what a woman. Ha! <laughs> Mel, I'd leave her in a minute if she didn't have all that money Well, you're not the first man to get into trouble on account of money, Mr. Cushing Money is the root of all evil Yes, Mel, and my wife has such big, fat roots <laughs> All she does is accumulate money Buying bonds, clipping coupons, making deposits, burying money Well, what's the good of it? She can't take it with her I know, she's sending it on ahead <laughs> Well, the only consolation I have is that when she does get there, her check won't be worth the asbestos it's written on. <laughs> I don't know why I'm standing here telling you all this. It's just that I've got no Ah, you think you got troubles, Mr. Cushing? I want to get married to Betty and Mr. Colby won't let me. Best friends you ever had. <laughs> oh, but I really want to get married. Besides, if I don't, my rival, Willie Murdoch, will marry her. Willie will marry Betty? Yeah. Best friends you ever had. <laughs> Mel, I'm going to give you my last word of advice. Take this from a man who knows. Before marriage, everything is wonderful. Strawberries and cream. And after the marriage? Hives. <laughs> Well, I don't care. I got a trunk full of calamine lotion. <laughs> my trouble is getting up enough courage to elope with my girl tonight. What's the matter, afraid? Yeah. I can't figure myself out. When I act like a tough guy, I'm so tough. If I could only get that actor to become the real me, then I could go up there and elope. Mel, I know just the man for you to see. Dr. Robert Reamer, a psychiatrist. He'll bring out the tough guy in you. Well, how come he didn't do it for you? My wife got to him first. <laughs> now, here's his card mail. I believe he charges $25 a visit. Well, so long, Brother Zebra. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Well, so long, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo. $25. Ugga. <laughs> So you see, Doc, Mr. Colby said if I ever came near the house again, he'd break every bone in my body. Mr. Blank, from what you've told me, I can see that you are reacting neurotically to a normal situation. In other words, you lack the courage to go through with an elopement. In other words, Doc, I'm too young to die. <laughs> huh. Now I'm going to show you a series of ink blots. No doubt you've seen the picture, the dark mirror, in which Lou Eyre shows ink blots to Olivia de Havilland in order to determine her sanity inasmuch as she plays the part of twins and is involved in the murder case. Look, Doc, I came here to be examined, not to see a preview. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now. Here is the first of the ink blots. What does this remind you of? Um, uh, 
A leaky fountain pen. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, look at this blood. Uh, that looks like a sardine stain on a breadcrumb surrounded by buttermilk. Oh, excuse me. I'm showing you the piece of paper I had my lunch on. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll try word association. Now, I'll mention a word, and you say the first thing that comes into your head. Red? Green. Stop. Go. Apartment? I'll take it. <laughs> hmm. We'd better attempt to delve into your childhood experiences. Lie back. Think. Go back. Back. How far back are you? <laughs> okay, Doc. Doc. Doc, snap out of it! <laughs> We went too far back. <laughs> Mr. Blank, I know just what your trouble is. Frustration neurosis. However, you have to be at your elopement by 12 tonight, so we'd better go now. Oh, but Dr. Reamer, I'm scared. Don't you worry. I'll accompany you to the Colby house, and by the time we get there, you'll be dominated completely by the actor in you. Now, the first thing to do... Got it straight, Mr. Blank? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Hey, Betty, come on down, see? Yeah. Quiet. Father will hear you. Who cares? Let's go, see? <laughs> Betty, come on down this minute, see? Smell blank. I didn't think you'd have nerve enough, but this is the end. I've stood enough. I'm not talking anymore. And now I'm going to... Quiet, John L. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Betty, let's go, say. Well, Blank, I'm going to break every Just bone. a second, everybody. I'm Dr. Reamer. I can see you all need some personality adjustment. Oh. Quiet, quiet, <laughs> Mr. Colby. Now if you'll accompany me into the house, I think I can quickly straighten this thing out. <laughs> Looking for romance, be sure, be very sure that no little breath of trouble, you know, unpleasing breath, will come between you and your heart's desire. Just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, night and morning and before every date. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. As for cleaning... No dentifrice at any price will clean your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder.
This is Bud Heaston reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in the hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant leather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Blank Show is written by Mac Benoff. This is PBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.